0: welcome to your favorite f-word podcast where we dive deep into conversations around food fitness feelings with the occasional fuck thrown in we're your hosts sarah and nicola owners of paradigm nutrition and performance nutrition coaches besties and most importantly humans
1: this show is for coaches self-growth oriented folks active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Favorite F-Word podcast, da da but <laughs> well, hello, hi, and welcome back. Today we're going to talk about part two of common client themes that we have been noticing coming up in our check-ins, in chats with our clients, and in general on the old IG and through DMs and chatting with some of you online just about what's been going on in your life. So we're going to kind of recap, recap some bigger topics today like what is progress? How do we measure it? And maybe why focusing on the scale alone is what's <laughs> just going to do that. Was that a good sound effect? I think yeah. that, was good. that was really good. Thank you. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, some mindset kind of stuff we've been noticing and just some other things that we can start focusing on. And then we'll talk about cutting for the summer or going into a diet phase or this idea of like, we have to cut now in order to be like our hottest selves for the Hot summer. girl summer, <laughs> but like for real, yeah, this is a thing for a lot of people. So we'll recap kind of like what to consider if you are wanting to go into a diet phase, are you even ready for a diet phase? And then what might that look like knowing that the summer months are usually the fun ones, the social ones, the one where we're kind of like doing it all and what it might feel like to do a diet on top of that yeah yeah sound good anything else sounds great Sarah just fucking love it note at the bottom talk about oh yeah (laughs) um I got distracted but before we dive into that I think we should just have a little quick chit chat because Sarah's been just all over the place I feel like I mean yeah classic um but let's just give everybody a little like insight into what we've been doing off mic off mic Um, off camera but they can't see us us.
0: um yeah i've been all over the place physically and mentally you know i think that's like a pretty good accurate representation of just lately
1: disappearing yeah exactly
0: (laughs) uh avoiding feelings at all costs um no yeah i was in palm springs and phoenix the last couple weeks which was really nice um. Yeah, we golfed. Nicola mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah, I do. Golfed, sat in the sun, went to a few different CrossFit gyms. That was super fun. Um, and then since I've been home, I've been doing these Can West qualifiers,
1: Hilarious.
0: which are I have not felt this unfit for so long. <laughs> like I'm like, who do they think they are? Like Can West is supposed to be. This was going to be my fuck no, but we're fucking starting off with this one today. Um, Can West is supposed to be like a fun community event. And then they were like, oh, we're going to bring in Matt Fraser and the qualifiers are going to be literally impossible for anyone to complete. And I'm just like, there's barely any teams registered.
1: I think this is a you problem because why did you think it was supposed to be a chill, fun event? It's a qualifier.
0: It's not anymore. I don't think it's a qualifier anymore.
1: No, but like you did a qualifier to like go there.
0: Oh, no. Can West is supposed to be a chill fun event. Like the Can West games is supposed to be like bring the community together. It's supposed to be like fitness for the rest of us.
1: I know, but it's not like a, it's
0: not like a, I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to make it too intense. All right. (laughs) Those Did you see the gymnasts. workouts?
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched idiots do them at the gym this morning. Yeah, they're fucked. And by idiots, I mean like great Brandon. athletes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Um. If you didn't or don't follow Sarah on the old IG, maybe she'll do us all a favor and <laughs> repost that video. But o- over the weekend, she posted uh, a little sneak peek into how her qualifiers were going into this really cute 10-second video in which she goes and like holds back vomiting it's adorable brandon was like literally laying in bed watching it like laughing and then going back and re-watching it and every time he'd like mock her and go,
0: yeah i can just hear brandon's laugh like when and when he just like watches something on the on the phone and then just like does that like high-pitched like
1: yeah that's so funny he is someone who actually lols yeah
0: he does but if with
1: that lol in a message it's because he's he's actually oh, yeah. yeah I
0: uh literally I was debating like you know when you used to like maybe you didn't do this but I used to drink a lot and then I would like puke and rally
1: oh no that wasn't my jam I'm really scared of puking
0: okay I loved puking and I always felt so much better after so I would literally be like hey I just need to like get sick right now and then I would like go continue drinking mm. problematic I know anyways that was the past life but I was literally wanting to do that in the workout. I was like, there's a spot on the floor over there.
1: I could just like go puke and then I would feel better after. And this wouldn't be as miserable, but so, I know like sacrificial chalk buckets. Yeah. I mean, there's no chalk
0: buckets anymore. COVID. Yeah. True. True. On. true. Yeah. Anyways, that's my yes. life. What have there's, you been doing?
1: Well, that's it. I was just, um, while you were talking, Oh, why is someone from I'm getting a lot of weird calls lately. Let's think i that. Um, I'll just checking on my little toe spacers here. <laughs> I have been um, getting in all my steps lately, which is a new thing for me over the last six months. I was actually like, I more or less track my steps now, not as like a obsessive thing, but as like one of my lifestyle habits, I was noticing how sedentary I was. So started to track my steps about six months ago. Um, which is fantastic. I absolutely move way more. I think mm-hmm. I increased my average day, steps per day by 6,000 yeah. <laughs> simply by thinking about it. But I've been wearing like really dumb shoes when I go walk. So my plantar fasciitis is like <clears throat> flaring up. So Brian's like, I'm going to order you some toe spacers. <laughs> <laughs> Do they um, help? Yes. Wow! I was, I was like, "There's no way," because like usually I have to like roll out on like a ball. I have to wear like stupid looking shoes. Um, but no, they really do help, and they look 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 how fun they are! Oh, so fun! Do you wear them like all day when you're walking, or
0: just like in the when I'm walking, times? I'm
1: just like wearing them for like an hour at a time around the house. Right. Brandon has some that he wears all day. That's a little too much for me. Um, but Rue really likes to lick them. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, does she like nibble at your toes? Uh,
1: not so much nibble, but like lick. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, that so that's weird. maybe the most interesting thing about me right now, other than the fact that I finished my taxes and then that like any grown up, was like, I need to treat myself. So I did some <laughs> online shopping. Yeah. Like the, In the responsible adults do. Yeah. Um, and working on that stupid course as per usual. I'm doing like this 1000 level site class as an upgrading course for my masters in the fall. You'd think the 1000 levels would be easy, but it's so much work and I I push it off every week. I'm like, "Oh, I could just do work."
0: It's easy work to work. procrastinate work has a deadline.
1: My clients need responses. This mm-hmm. course not so much. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure it does have a deadline.
1: Oh, it absolutely I won't get into my master's if it's not done
0: by the I didn't get her done.
1: Oh, that's
0: funny. Um, the online shopping thing made me think of a conversation I was having with my girlfriends on Saturday night because we were talking about I don't even know what we were talking about, but online shopping came up. And I was like, honestly, I don't even buy like clothes online because clothes fit my body so weird, I need to try them on, but like. I get such a dopamine hit from like buying supplements mm-hmm. on Amazon, like vitamin D add to cart. My life is like instantly better. <laughs> and like, why is it like, it's such a dopamine hit to just, you know, add to cart.
1: Do you have dopamine crash after you've sent, said like confirmed purchase and then gotten the like receipt?
0: I don't think it's it like crashes, a- but I if I then you. look at my bank statement, then
1: yeah. <laughs> okay that's
0: so funny I am going shopping
1: this weekend though I'm excited oh yeah 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 Thanks so much okay well that's where we are with our yeah vibrant exciting adventurous lives
0: March was like a shit show it I feel like March came
1: went. and went and I feel like
0: nothing happened in there like it I did it so all much. yeah like it was like this weird thing anyways April's the best month of the year
1: Yeah. Says the Taurus. Yeah.
0: 30. Give me 30. Yikes. Anyways, let's talk about what our listeners actually care about.
1: They don't, they care about this. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But anyways, the topics for today's episode. Okay. So let's start with focusing on the scale because that Mm -hmm. will lead nicely into what we need to consider when we're dieting.
0: Absolutely. So definitely seeing some trends lately of just like hyper fixation on the number of the scale. And when we are working with clients, some of our clients, we use the scale as one measure of progress. Some of our clients, we don't have them step on the scale at all, right? Um, It's definitely not something that we need to be using as a measure of progress by any means, but depending on what our goals are and what our relationship with the scale is, it can be a useful piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, but where it becomes problematic is when we are fixating on it um, and getting consumed with it and letting that number dictate our actions and the process itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think as soon as as that like hyper fixation occurs, it's almost like all of the other metrics just kind of disappear into the background. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we don't really care about what our body weighs in certain situations, um, just because it, it really just is a, such a limited metric. It only tells us what our body, what our body weighs at a given point in time, mm-hmm. literally that's all. And it could change this morning in the afternoon at night. And it's kind of one of those things that is fairly out of our direct control. I mean, yes, the actions we make over time will impact it but what I weigh today and tomorrow are going to be different. And mm-hmm. a lot of that's out of my control. Yeah. It's it's based on things like our sodium intake, our hormones and where we're at in our cycle. If we had a hard training session and we are suffering from some inflammation, um, if we are dehydrated, if we ate a really big meal late in the day or recently, or if we haven't had a bowel movement yet,
0: if we're stressed.
1: If we're stressed. If, if we're, we're stressed stress. about what the
0: scale says. <laughs> yeah,
1: if we like didn't get a good sleep, you know, yeah. if we ate some inflammatory foods or things we're not used to. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many things going on. And it's very hard for us to a objectively look at the scale, but B look at the number on the scale and be like, oh, it's because of this. Mm-hmm. We can absolutely make inferences and we can be like, you know, looking back, these are likely some things that have impacted it. But on a day-to-day basis, we cannot know Mm -hmm. really. Yeah.
0: And that's, I mean, that is all important to recognize. But another thing that I just like to kind of talk to clients about and really dive into is number one, what, you know, if you felt good in your body and you were quote unquote confident in your body, would you care what that number says? You know, because I think a lot of people have like this number in mind where at one point in their life where they had a certain relationship with their body or felt good in their body, they were a certain weight. And now that weight is the only weight that they think that that can be accomplished, which definitely is not the case. Um, And for most people, especially any women who are working towards looking like, quote, unquote, toned um, or gaining strength or working towards performance goals, Your like goal body, I'm saying in quotations, probably exists at a higher weight on the scale than you think Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: muscle mass weighs, well, I mean, one pound of muscle weighs the same as one pound of fat weighs a pound, but it's more dense, right? So it can, you can have a lot more muscle and it take up less space, Mm -hmm. right? So it's
1: an optical illusion, It is. (laughs) And it just, the
0: scale is not, the scale does not tell you the amount of muscle you have versus the amount of fat you have. And like Nicholas said, it's so finicky.
1: Oh, sick. It's increased today. That's because you put on this much muscle yesterday. Like it just doesn't work like that. No. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, we do ask women all the time. Like if you had the body of your dreams, would you give a shit about the weight? And 99% of people say, no, there's still that 1% that says, LOL. Yes. Yeah. Um, But they recognize like where that's coming from. And we've had lots of conversations about, you know, where that mindset comes from and how we might move forward. Um, So what should we be focusing on instead?
0: Literally everything else. (laughs) I mean, there's a few different kind of areas. Biofeedback is a big one, Mm -hmm. right? So focusing on, okay, is our sleep quality improving? Is our energy improving? Is our performance in the gym improving? Those types of things. Um, Psychologically, you know, are we saying nicer things about ourselves? Are we having less negative thoughts? Are we um, choosing to do things that we enjoy? Are we choosing movement we enjoy? Are we choosing food we enjoy? Is our relationship with food improving? Are we able to kind of make empowered decisions around food? Whether that looks like having a protein and vegetable-filled meal or looks like having dessert without shame or guilt? You know, that looks different for everyone. Um, focusing on all of those kind of different areas is gonna be really helpful. Mm-hmm. What are That's some other sure. like physical ones?
1: I mean, digestion has been a big one for a lot of my clients. Yeah, um, We're seeing a lot of like often scale fluctuations because of like bloating while we're figuring out food sensitivities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to a point where like, Hey, we're having really frequent and awesome bowel movements. That's a huge win that I think is so, overlooked. yeah, like yeah, feeling good and knowing the difference between like what it felt like when you were bloated or gassy or just like feeling kind of, this yeah. is what it feels like to not have a digestive care in the world. That is a night and day feeling. It's huge. Not one to be overlooked.
0: I can't remember if this was one of my clients. This is an aside reel it back in real quick, but one of my clients or one of your clients would like literally share details about their poop.
1: Oh, definitely my clients. Yeah. yeah. I had multiple <laughs> who like two in a day. One was perfect. This is what it looked like. Yeah, I, I
0: remember you talking. So that. good, but yeah.
1: still happy it happened. I love that. I love uh, that. Currently it's so have funny. An amazing client who in every like notes section of every day, like I pooped. I pooped twice. No, yeah. Pooped. Sad face. I pooped. Yeah. <laughs> You should just use the poop emoji for as many poops as you had. Genius. I'm going to tell her to do that. Yeah. But this is how relevant that stuff is. Very relevant. And does ultimately like make a difference in terms of what the scale is going to look like too. So oftentimes it's not working to bring the scale down. It's working to find the root of the cause, work Mm -hmm. on that. And then oftentimes we see the scale move in the direction you're wanting it to by like as a byproduct. Yeah. Absolutely. working on the, the real stuff. Yeah. Um, A few maybe thoughts about like people who are or aren't taking their scale weight. I think we do have clients who maybe will just take it every once in a while. Um, some things we have like chatted with clients about if they're really finding that like jumping on the scale first thing in the morning throws off their day. is just like taking a hot second before you get on the scale and thinking, if I see a number that's not favorable today? Is it going to change the trajectory of my day? Is it going to change how I feel about myself? Is it going to quote unquote, like erase the progress that I made, even if I had a perfect day yesterday? And if it is, maybe we don't step Mm. on the scale. Absolutely. On the flip side, if you can be like, no, I'm going to be able to view this number as purely data. Cool. Mm -hmm. Step on. Yep. But with that, I think it's, it's tricky if we're only taking our weight like once a week because it can fluctuate so much. Right. And what happens if that one day on the week you're stepping on it and if you're on like an upswing, Mm -hmm. that's not going to show us any kind of trend over time. And B could be pretty like deterring absolutely from from feeling like you're making progress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you are using the scale as a measure of progress, it can be beneficial to wait at least a few times a week. Um, we'll have clients weigh every day if that's something that mentally they're good with. Um, and then we look at the trend. So over the week, what was the average weight and how is that trending on a week to week basis? And it is even with sustainable steady weight loss, it is never linear down. You know, there's going to be weeks where, okay, a few weeks it's moving down, maybe, you know, 0.3 to 0.5 pounds, even for a couple of weeks. And then the next week, the average weight is up two pounds. And then it starts going down again and it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And that is the reality. No
1: change at all. Yeah. Pretty normal too. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, you can talk about plateaus and what to do and how to recognize if it's a true plateau or not. Um, I think that's beyond the scope of this podcast today, but, you know, the point here is we're not looking at one week at a time. Um, and we do need the data if that's something that we're going to really be focusing on. So you kind of need to pick your battles there. Like, is it worth it to weigh? What are you able to take from it? And like, how are you using that as a metric?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely determined by, or like influenced by what your goals are. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. uh, show,
0: Yeah. So I do think we have a non-scale indicators of progress episode. So if you want to listen to that one in more detail, you can go back to season one.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty early on, actually.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Okay, so moving on to the next trend. So lots of conversations right now about, well, on social media cutting for summer, getting your summer body, et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot of clients who are either in the midst of, or going to be starting calorie deficits soon. Um, So we're going to talk about kind of considerations for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, let's maybe say like, are you even ready for a cut? And like, how does one determine if they're ready?
0: Before that even- before that, I just want to preface this with you do not need uh-huh. to cut for summer. You do not need to ever enter calorie deficit if it is not something that you are interested in. That is not what we are saying. Nicola made a great post on abstinence only education does not work. <laughs> okay. So basically our thought process here is individuals are going to choose to diet. They're going to per- pursue body. They're going to choose to pursue body composition goals. Some individuals are. Our goal is to help you do that in the most sustainable, healthy way possible. So if you are someone who does not want to pursue body composition change or calorie deficits, all the power to you. This podcast episode is for individuals who do want to pursue a calorie deficit, either in the near future or sometime down the road. Yeah.
1: So if that's not you, we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, got a really fun one. <laughs> <line>, I think <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Actually, I'm kind of scared. Anyways, um, so back to Nicholas' question: How do we know if we're ready? Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, t- lots of different things to consider there. Basically, we need to understand the trade offs, the pros and cons of entering a calorie deficit, and we also need to make sure our body is mentally and physically in a place where pursuing a calorie deficit is going to be beneficial to us. And so we have an episode back in season one as well called nutritional periodization. And in that we talk about a process called metabolic adaptation. And so when we're thinking about calorie deficits, we really need to understand that our body adapts to low calorie intake. So if we are someone, if you are someone who has been, eating in a calorie deficit for a long time or has been in yo-yo dieting for a long time, that is going to be one of the main considerations as to whether you are quote-unquote ready to diet.
1: Mm-hmm. Like a very, very general rule of thumb is it would be in your best interest to not have already been trying to diet for at least four to six months prior to entering a new diet phase. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that even if you weren't intentionally doing it, you were like under eating by accident or kind of like being a little bit of a roller coaster in there. Like, we wanna see a solid maintenance, if not like maybe a little bit of a surplus mm-hmm. leading up prior to a diet phase, really making sure that like your metabolic and hormonal status is like right on point.
0: Yeah. That's important for multiple reasons, but mostly that's going to help set you up for the most success possible in the calorie deficit,
1: Mm -hmm. um, in
0: terms of like actual body composition change. So that's something to consider. Um, was there anything else with that, that you wanted to mention?
1: Um, only that if you are already under eating, say you prior to like a deficit, you were eating at a, maybe what your maintenance was like really low calories already. So like maybe your maintenance is 1300 calories and you want to diet. Where are those calories going to come from? Mm-hmm. If we know a diet means a calorie deficit. So we have to take our maintenance calories, and cut some of those out. Where are you going to cut from? Because that's already so little food.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: this is the importance of like getting a maintenance that is doable for you, being happy with your maintenance and having like enough food day to day, this will impact like where you can cut from and how quote unquote successful your diet will be. But Mm -hmm. it'll also um, put you in a place where you're not feeling as restricted and potentially helping your relationship with food before Mm -hmm. you go into a diet and while you're in the diet.
0: Yeah. And helping adherence inside the diet, right? The, our goal is for our clients to be able to reach their body composition goals on the highest amount of calories possible.
1: Yeah, eat the most amount of food while still making progress.
0: Yeah, and so that's something that we're always considering before putting clients into a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then let's assume, okay, things are good. We've been at maintenance. We've got a solid base to pull from. We are now going to enter a calorie deficit. What do we ought to consider?
1: Uh, how stressed are you? (laughs) So, so fucking stressed. (laughs) What is your life like right now? Um, Ideally we'd want to have like stresses pretty managed, or if there is some current like life stress going on, you have some really good tools for either coping with that or managing it appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, Dieting is a stress on your body. You're trying to, in a diet, you're literally saying to your body, Hey, do everything you used to do, but like with less energy. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Cool, bro. Go do it yeah just do it it's so easy so that's a major stress on our body so if we already have like overtraining and we're stressed physically from that if we are like dealing with a really tough like job stress or like lifestyle stress like that if we're about to do something like move across the country or change careers or get a dog (laughs) Like these are all like big life stressors that you probably wouldn't be best served to also couple with a diet. Mm
0: -hmm. In multiple capacities, right? Mentally, that's a lot of stress load to manage. And it's a lot to manage trying to maintain your calorie deficit in that from a mental standpoint, but also from a physical standpoint as well. When we are stressed and we have high levels of cortisol, our body is not going to respond as well in terms of weight loss. It just is not. So from both of those standpoints, doing, pursuing a calorie deficit when stress is going to be lower is ideal. That said, we understand there's probably never going to be a time where like, there's no stress, right. But just being mindful of the life situations that are going on, um, in terms of choosing when is a good time to pursue it.
1: Yeah. And just again with that, like we'll mention a bunch more times, is just making sure your expectations are matching your effort and your capacity at that time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, another thing to consider is kind of the social that like the social piece of it. So again, looking at your social calendar, looking at events, travel social situations, weddings, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And thinking of it from a perspective of, am I going to be able to maintain a calorie deficit through these situations? Right. And again, there's never going to be three months of your life where you don't have one social situation (laughs) coming up and there's never, we're never going to expect individuals to give that up completely. Um, But if we are having so many social events and so many periods where we're eating out or we're not tracking or, you know, we're not being able to adhere to that calorie deficit, that's absolutely going to affect our progress. And so that's something, again, expert or expert (laughs) effort and expectations Mm -hmm. need to be aligned there.
1: I mean, it's something like we'll talk with our clients about like, okay, we're heading into a diet. We know you have these things coming up. How are you going to be able to handle them? How do you want to handle them? And how does that impact um, the timeline or the trajectory of why do I have such trouble? Strategy saying, trajectory oh. <laughs> of your progress? Um, and then just a lot of our conversations are about like eating like an asshole um, and how we really need to be mindful that like, if your goals are weight loss you're going to have to have the trade off of not treating every social event like a free for all yeah absolutely or maybe you have to set limits on alcohol intake or go a little while without drinking or you know make some different choices when you're going out to eat things like that there's a whole mm-hmm. whack load of stuff to consider up in there yeah absolutely
0: um and again remembering not again i haven't said this yet <laughs> <laughs> remembering that it's temporary Mm-hmm. Right, and we're not meant to diet forever. We're not meant to have these trade-offs forever. But if we are pursuing a calorie deficit, the more that we can maintain consistency with it, the more "quote unquote" success we're going to have, um, and the the shorter it's going to need to be as well, which is helpful.
1: Yeah, it's nice to know that it comes to an end for sure. Um, some other thoughts here. Um, before you go into a diet, like, do you already have the basics pretty well na- like nailed down? Do you feel good about your habits? Are you already eating primarily nutrient-dense whole foods? Are you already drinking lots of water? Are you already um, getting in lots of daily movement? Are you already sleeping really well? Are you already meal prepping? Like, those kind of things that are going to be even more important when you're dieting hmm
0: Sometimes just focusing on those things without a calorie deficit can create some really great results. Right. I think a lot of times we think we need to go like zero to a hundred, um, especially this time of year and pursuing some of those like more habit-based things and just making some more aligned decisions can have a really, really valuable impact, um, on how you're feeling about your body and, you know, how you're performing and all of that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to talk about, and this is something I've been seeing in a few of my clients lately, is this idea that like we're pursuing a calorie deficit. It's going to be miserable. I'm going to be fucking starving. My performance is Mm -hmm. going to tank, and having this mindset going into that, right? And that's like the what is it? Self fulfilling prophecy? For sure. Yeah. Right. Where like okay, we're telling ourselves it's going to suck. It's probably going to suck. So how can we shift? the self-talk that we have and our mindset going into it of like, you know, I might see some changes in my performance or, you know, I might need to make some adjustments to my meal timing and my food volume to manage hunger. Right. But like, again, it's short-term it's in pursuit of a goal um, and not like catastrophizing and like overplaying the downsides of a calorie deficit. Because it just, that just makes it so much worse and so much harder to kind of navigate. Yeah,
1: you're like putting up an obstacle for yourself before like you even start. Yeah. Um, For some people though, that idea of like, well, switching your mindset can be really hard. So if you are someone who's like, well, I still do like really believe it's going to be hard. How can you make more like tangible changes or adjustments into your lifestyle to create more ease? A thing I love to go back to is meal prep. I mean, I I have a lot of clients who are working from home right now and they're in a diet phase. So they're like, you know what? I don't really need to do meal prep because I'm at home every day. I have full control over what I'm eating. And yet they are still struggling to hit their macro targets. So what have we done? Talked about meal prep, even though they're already at home, it creates so much ease in Mm -hmm. making food decisions. It eliminates any kind of like decision fatigue around what to eat it ensures that you're actually going to hit your macros because you've done all the planning and prep ahead of time. And it is like such a good tool that so many people are resistant to. So looking at that and thinking, how can I create a scooch of enjoyment, the slightest bit more ease with like a very foundational habit. And that can be one example of like a way to create more like, um, I keep saying ease, but literally making things easier from the get go that then might help you change the mindset because you're like, oh, okay, it doesn't actually have to be this hard. Absolutely,
0: yeah, and that's just one example of many, many different habits that could be implemented in making that little kind of switch. Um, so yeah, those are just those are some considerations, and as always with dieting, thinking long term is going to be your best bet. Brad literally. This was like, I got to give Brad credit for this because this could be like a slogan for us. Not like a slogan, but I was talking about this idea of how like lots of people are just like so focused on the short term and they want results right now. And like, I was kind of venting to him about the frustrations of that. And he made a comment about like, do you want to look this way in a month? Or do you want to look this way in a year from now? And that's not to say that It's going to take a year, but it's to say that the strategies that are going to get you body comp change within a month are not the same strategies that are going to allow you to maintain that body composition a year from now, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? So you can either have the results in a month for a short amount of time, or you can pursue a longer game and you can have them a year from now and two years from now and three years from now, because you've built habits, you've done it in a way that hasn't completely fucking tanked your metabolism and your hormones. And stuff like that, right? So I I thought that was like brilliant. I was like, good A job, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, keeping that long game in mind. It's it's just it can be frustrating as fuck. Like, we're not gonna lie, it can be very frustrating. Um, and obviously, who doesn't want to see instant gratification and instant results, right? But they're fleeting. They are so fleeting. Um, so keeping that in mind as well.
1: Yeah. So I mean to wrap up this kind of little thing, I think my last thought here is that if you do get into a diet phase and are having a really tough time with it, it's okay to stop. Mm -hmm. I have had that with clients where they we do all of the kind of like readiness, foundational stuff. And then when they get into it, they're like, hey, I actually like don't want to do this right now. I don't want to put in the extra work or I don't have that extra capacity. I thought I did it's just not working for me right now. And there is no shame in, in making that choice for yourself and pivoting. In fact, I think it's often the better choice instead of trying to push through something that's like actually not doing you any good at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. I just had that chat with a client and she was probably, she was
0: like, maybe a month into her deficit or something. And she was like, honestly, like, I thought that this was what I wanted, but I feel so much better when I'm eating more and I have more energy to play with my kids and I have more energy for the gym. And like, that's her definition of health. Now her definition of health used to be being small, right. And now her definition of health has expanded to living her life in a way that is aligned with her values. And it's like, it's really cool to see that. Right. And maybe she'll change her mind in the future, but right now that's where she's at. Right. So we pulled her out of the deficit and, you know, she's going to be back crushing PRS and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I love that. Love that so much. I'm always like, let's just eat more. And then also that's going to result in like us pushing harder in the gym and like wanting to do more activity and like getting Mm -hmm. those steppies in, you know? Um, but I also understand that some people want to pursue calorie deficits and that's totally cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully that was some good considerations for any of you who are in that boat.
1: And if you are in that boat and are wanting some extra support, AKA from us,
0: (laughs) yeah, we're doing, we are hosting a kind of summer coaching group, um, and so what that's gonna look like is it's gonna be a four-month program. We're gonna start the week of May 23rd. Um, you're gonna get one-on-one coaching for four months, but we're also gonna be doing monthly group calls inside of that. Um, what else did we have in there? It,
1: it's our it's our main coaching program plus pr- plus the added benefit of the group calls. Right. So the price is a little different, you'll save a little bit of money and You get to be with us through the summer. have that extra support to help you get ready, troubleshoot, make progress. Um, But this is not just for people who are entering a fat loss phase. This is for any and all goals, um, mostly because the summers can be tricky for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we want, it's also the time of like the year we want to have the most fun. Yeah. So we really do want to capitalize on the enjoyment side of things, make sure you're getting exactly what you want out of the summer. And if that means you need a little extra support, someone to talk things through, we here for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we really want to support everyone in kind of like finding that quote unquote balance or middle ground um, between work and play, you know, like having a great summer, I think for most of us means feeling good in our body having fun, hitting the patio when we want to hit it, but also understanding that like training and making empowered decisions around food allows us to, you know, show up better for ourselves and pursue the things that we want to pursue and feel good doing all that stuff. Right. So we really want this program to be a support system for women in, you know, living their best life this summer.
1: (laughs) I'm excited for my life
0: Yeah. I can't do that because I forgot to put deodorant on.
1: You so it's just you. I know. know like.
0: Niclo was just dancing with her hands above her head.
1: <sighs>
0: um, but yeah, so that starts week of March 23rd. So if you are interested mm-hmm. in that,
1: mm-hmm. May 23rd,
0: mm-hmm. yes. week of uh 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 mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> That's like that real thing. Um Anyways, week of May twenty third. Uh, if you're interested, you can fill out the nutrition coaching application form on our website. In our bio, you can slide into our DMs. You can shoot us an email, pigeon. Reach us however you like.
1: I swear to God, if you have a client who sent us a carrier pigeon, I'd be like, I'll call you coach you for free yeah. for the rest of your life. Just teach me how to do that.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Anyways, I just had another thought, but I'm not gonna go on a tangent. We need to you are fuck yes and fuck no.
1: Um, fuck yes is that is also a little a little plug. We're finally ordering fucking shirts again. Yes. So many people are when we wear the Lutila's fuck shirts, people are like, oh my god, where did you get that? Like, yeah. Well, we got them made years ago and just never restocked. So yes. if you are one of those people who's like, I want one because I'm Seriously, butchelas, fuck! and need people to know it so that yeah. they leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> um, we're restocking those, so you can go. What are we doing? Filling out a form, an order form, because you can there will be the an order form. form. You can yes. choose the color and the style.
0: By time this podcast gets out, the order form should be on the website. Um, it's a pre-order. So pre-orders will be open for a couple of weeks and we'll have to place the order, get the shirts, ship them out and stuff. So they probably won't come in till like the end of May. Um, but
1: get Wait on time for your next cycle. Yeah. <laughs> well, your next, a few from now. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for that. So that's my fuck. Yes. Cause I love a good new tee. Yes. Love those. I'm excited for those too. Yeah. And we rebranded. So like everything's like extra pretty. Yes. Yes, yeah. with our new logo. Yeah, so you get to do the fuck no now.
0: Well, the, my fuck no was the canvas qualifiers.
1: Oh yeah, so there um, we
0: go. And I also had a fuck yes, but now I forget it, um, and I'm really upset. It was something really good. Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll remember it for our next episode.
1: You can put it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sarah finally remembered. No, it was something I was trying to think of like less. Um, mm-hmm what's the word I'm looking for? Like materialistic fuck yeses. Like I wanted some like less materialistic fuck yeses. And I had a couple, but now I can't remember.
1: Oh, okay. I've got another one. Okay. I posted, like reposted a little like funny Twitter thing the other day that was like, I made a list of all these things I wanted my partner to do for me. Right. But then Brandon was like, actually, that'd be so helpful. I'm just, I'm describing this horribly. It was funny. Um, but so now beside <laughs> Brandon's weekly Costco list, I also write things that I need from him that week. And so when he looks at the Costco list, go to Costco, he also goes, Oh, these are all the other things Nicola needs. So it's like one night of alone time, more help with walking through doing less dishes, <laughs> you know, things yeah. like that that really improve the quality of my week. And he always is, bless his heart, is always asking like, how can I help? How can I help? And in the moment I can't like think of anything. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. Right. Now he just looks at the list. Now he just looks at the list. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then he's like, hey, what about my list? What's my list? And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your list? And he's like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: Yeah. You got to be ready for the flip side of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's such a good idea.
0: It's nice too. Cause I feel even when they ask, like, even when Brad asks saying it, I just feel, and this is like a me thing. Well, I think it's a women thing in general, but like, I just feel like naggy or annoying.
1: I guess. But like, I see this as so proactive. Cause like, are you nagging now? Or are you nagging right. when you're like, there's dishes, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. The list is nice. It just like takes out that. Um, that.
1: resentment piece. Exactly. exactly. Like I know yeah. I never expressed my needs, but now that they're not met, I'm pissed. I'm
0: pissed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like read my fucking mind. We've been dating this long. How can you not <sighs> read it already? Even though it changes every minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a nice one. The explanation wasn't that good, but yeah. Because it was like a funny, funny meme.
1: Yeah, I'm really something. bad at remembering what okay. those things say. Yeah. So okay. you can never quote me Rub on a Never ask me to quote a funny line in a movie. I'll get it wrong. Yeah,
0: never ask me to quote any normal sayings. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, well,
1: let's uh, wrap that up. Rapity rap rap. Whoa, 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 whoa. My desk just like, did something okay. well, weird. Well, Sarah deals with some issues. We're gonna say bye. Go do some work and we'll catch you all in the flippity flip.
0: Bye everybody. <laughs> As if you've ever shot a basketball.
1: Shut up. <laughs> okay bye.